0: Welcome to Mike Check 1212. We might talk about sophisticated tax strategies. We might talk about aliens. Either way, I hope your coffee's hot. All right, I am here with Riley Beauchamp from Beauchamp Fitness, owner of The Compound. He is the brand ambassador for Under Armour for Rain. Riley, thanks for coming out. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, brother. Uh, Exciting being here.
1: I feel like you're on the road to be the next Joe Rogan or something.
0: Uh, Mike Rogan. Yeah, maybe <laughs> Yeah, his, Mike his, Rogan. his less successful cousin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hopefully one day. We'll see. We'll see. But yeah, this is episode one, season one. Let's see if Netflix picks this up. You know, I don't <laughs> yeah. Know. We'll see and you'll be do. a
1: star. Anything that goes on Netflix, you're just like
0: it, blow up. Yeah. You made it, right? You made yeah. it. All right. So let's get into it. So you have been in the industry for quite some time now. You're not a newbie. You're, yeah. you're the OG, I guess I you could call it.
1: Yeah, I started in uh, 2007. So, I mean, at May this in May this year, it'll be 15 years I've been in wow. the fitness industry. Uh, you know, it hasn't been straightforward, but 15 years I've been running this company, basically. Right,
0: right. And now you started off in... I remember you doing competition shows, right?
1: Yeah, I was... Uh, I got into bodybuilding. I was at school. I dropped out. I wasn't feeling it. I, I never really liked school, so I was in a, a program I didn't really like. I ended up going home. My mom was breathing down my neck, asking me what I was going to do next. So I said, oh, I'm doing a personal training course. So I signed up for this course, went and did it, loved it. My teachers went off the book, taught us a lot of stuff we didn't know. I ended up training with them after and I was just training for sport at the time, but my body responded so well to the training that they were like, you should do a bodybuilding show. So the guy upsold me into that. Next thing you know, I'm on like a regimen eating six, seven times a day. And the show was only six weeks away from when I committed to it. So I had to, you know, integrate more focused arm workouts, stuff like that. But the whole process of getting ready to step on stage, I really fell in love with you know mm-hmm. the nutritional adherence uh the training protocols the rest and just the dedication and determination it takes to to achieve that look on stage and ultimately that's what kind of opened my eyes up to the whole world of fitness and health and wellness and what you can achieve with your body and i was you know i was convinced that there was a perfect formula out there for for training and nutrition so i was reading you know the the top strength and conditioning coaches in the world what they were doing you know what works what doesn't and ultimately in the end bodybuilding wasn't for me but the aesthetic side to it and like their training protocols and uh intensity techniques i still use to this day and it still is a love of mine but I wanted to get more out of my body. I wanted to not only look the part but also be able to go out and there and like, you know, run and and hit and you know, we played rugby and football our whole life. So I wanted to take all this hard work and not only stand up there and show it off, but also be able to use it and you know, that's where functional fitness comes in. So I got myself back into football. You know, guys that we grew up with like Montoya and stuff, he was all over trying to make it pro that he picked up some crazy techniques. I combined those with my bodybuilding stuff and came up with this hybrid method, which I use now for myself and for the community of people that I have the, uh, the ability to impact on a daily basis.
0: And that's, you know, that's a good point you made. I've always known you not only as a fit person, extremely fit person, but functionally fit. Like you're the only guy that can do probably like 10 one-legged squats, like no problem. And all this kind of, not that it's crazy stuff, but it's like, it's insane stuff that you can do with your body. And and for long periods of time and all this sort of stuff, it's not just like the, how big can you get your arms? I think that's, that's yeah, my there program. Was a, yeah, that's, that's, that's my always program. your goal. Yeah, there, is the arms, there was but. a
1: time when, you know, it was about, you know, building big muscles and like, I wanted to be really big and it was, I thought it it was easier when I was in my twenties now, you know, we're pushing mid thirties. So the goals kind of change. I'm not playing football anymore. So now it's a lot of the focus is just on like, you know, our game days are showing up to work at our best, you know, being able to, to have the focus to go all day, uh, to be happy. So, you know, if you're not eating right, you're probably not thinking right. Mm -hmm. So, everything it's it's a it's a full circle approach and you know the older you get the more you have to rely on other things just than the physical you got to make time for your mental space your your mindfulness you also gotta you know make sure you're eating right you're not eating too much you're not eating foods that are hampering your ability to think or ability to move without hurting your your body and also just hydration right like all of these factors play a huge role in the person that you show up in this world as. So it it used to be about big muscles and and being strong. So we could go out and, you know, hit people and and play ball and lift as much as we could. But as we age, it's, it's a longevity game. And that's what Mm -hmm. people need to realize that, you know, you're, you're lifting weights and you're working on your hand strength, not because you're going to go rip somebody to the ground to try to take the ball from them. But, Because, you know, you want to have the ability to be self-sufficient as you age. You want to be able to open that jar to get those pickles or whatever you eat out of the jar. And I think that's where a lot of people think, you know, or they don't think about that. And until they need to, until it's too late, right? A lot of people don't do the preventative measures for themselves until it's basically, you know, you can prehab or you're going to be forced to rehab eventually.
0: Right, right. That's a good way to put it, actually. Prehab, yeah. or, prehab or rehab. I haven't yeah. heard that before.
1: So, you know, that's a lot of factors that we teach people is that, you know, you can lift the heavy weights and you can do all that because you love it and because you want it, but there's the nitty-gritty stuff that you always need to be doing, that you always need to focus on, and, and that's about proper positioning balancing your body out so that you're not getting injured you know reaching into the back seat of your car to grab something because right. you know it's it's not like you're getting injured because you got hit by some guy running at you now it's like yeah. you got injured because you twisted or like you hit a slippery piece of ground and you know you pulled your groin like yeah. that those are the yeah. injuries we deal with now <laughs> yeah not yeah. like going head-to-head collisions yeah now it's yeah. like you know what's the integrity of your joints, like right, it, the right. stability you can handle, and stuff like that. Right, right. So, yeah, there's it's, it's a lot has changed, it, but obviously, looking good and feeling good is uh, still a huge goal for most people.
0: Totally. So, so walk me through. So, uh, Riley wakes up. You mentioned hydration. You mentioned diet, nutrition, that sort of stuff. What's your morning like as far as First thing you put into your body. What do you? What's your plan for the day as far as food wise, nutrition wise? Like, how do you? How do you do that?
1: When I wake up, it's early. I like getting up early. I start early because you're you know, up at like
0: four, 4:30, 5, 4:30, 5, four thirty, five, 5.00. Yeah. I
1: usually work at six, so I get up. Um, first thing I got to do usually is bring the dogs out. Mm-hmm. When I come in, as they're eating, I'm usually gonna slam, you know, some water. You know, maybe I'll enhance it with. A supplement I use, Electromag, which is just electrolytes, magnesium, vitamin C. Uh, I take some zinc, stuff like that. Yeah. If I don't have that on hand, <laughs> you can substitute it with like Himalayan pink salt because there's so many trace minerals in that. But basically the goal in the morning is to bring your body to a baseline because you'll be in a deficit um, you know, through hydration outlook because through the night you sweat and you breathe out vapors and you lose uh fluids minerals stuff like that so the main goal in the morning is to get that water in before you do anything then jump in the shower and then if you're a coffee drinker you're reaching for the stimulants it would be you know Uh, after that first check off that i don't always do that you know sometimes i find myself drinking a a liter of coffee through the morning but it's also because i do a lot of fasting through the morning as well right i'm i'm busy you know i i I don't want to be training people, having to like run off to the side to eat. I want to eat cold food. So I fast, I do it for a couple of reasons. One of them, I have ulcerative colitis. I put into remission naturally, holistically, through, you know, having these pillars. And one of those pillars is intermittent fasting because I look at it like your stomach, you know, especially my stomach, it's, it's not the strongest. I need to rebuild it. I need to rest it to do that. I need to take in things that aren't putting my stomach to work, but are actually helping to increase the infrastructure of it, you know, make it a stronger lining like glutamine, which it would be in like the supplements I would drink in the morning, like essential amino acids or during fasts, I'll have like bone broth and stuff like that. So my morning looks like hydration and healing. That's my goal in the morning. Hydration and healing. Okay. And then, you know, food, if I'm home, I'm not like, oh, I got to wait 16 hours. It's like if I eat within that, I'm an idiot. Like i ruined my whole day. It's not like that at all. It's just a a kind of rolling start finish. What I feel like, I listen to my body. A lot of my nutrition is based around my training. I like to, if I'm going to do exercise fasted, it will usually be like cardio stuff in the morning. But if I'm lifting weights, I like to get some meals in me. So usually that dictates a lot of the timing of my meals because – I'd recommend you know eating two hours before you work out so if I'm planning on working out in the evening I'll probably want to get two meals before that so I'll backtrack to okay I'm gonna start at this point and it really depends how much you ate the, the day before too like if you're right. eating very small amounts, it's gonna be harder to go through those fasting periods unless you're shifting your body into some sort of state of ketosis where your body has the ability to oxidize your own body fat to give you energy and curb your appetite so There's so many factors that ultimately come into deciding how my day is going to look. But I would say the main thing would be hydration and healing in the morning, having a a good, well-planned out either late breakfast or lunch, Mm -hmm. um, one that's going to propel me into the second half of the day rather than hamper me. Like, you know, if you're going to go for pizza at lunch, then you're probably also going to need something at, you know, 2, 3 p.m. to bring your blood sugar back to where your or, body's telling you it needs to be so or a, or
0: a couch to sleep on yeah exactly if having, like if i was doing pizza that, for I lunch be that's like
1: home with a tummy ache yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah there's so many factors that add up to it and i don't like fasting isn't some sort of magical thing it's mm-hmm. more so for ease of mind uh ease of your schedule right and not having to prepare so many meals you can condense your eating time so it it's easier to create a calorie deficit it's easier to plan it's it's uh And I find eating two to three meals that are a little bit bigger, a little more sufficient, it kind of checks off like maybe some oral fixation I have that, you know, if I'm eating like half a sandwich rather than eating, you know, say like a sandwich and a salad and a piece of fruit, I feel like that meal, I'll feel more satisfied where like if I only eat a bit, if I'm not busy, I feel like. I'm going to be like, oh, I'm still hungry, you know? It's like this hunt
0: to, like, yeah. feel that satisfaction from, from a yeah, meal. Yeah, so I yeah.
1: find less meals, a little bit more per meal. Right. And just eating the right things. Like, I'm a big, you know, like, non-impact blood sugar during the day, especially if I'm busy. Like, yeah. I want to have foods that basically create... A straight line with my blood sugar allow me to think properly and not create this yo-yo in my energy and then at night it gives me a little more leniency to you know if i want to eat dinner and then have a dessert i'm a a sweet tooth kind of guy but um i would you know i'm not going to go over the or off the deep end by wanting to have like a massive bowl of like loaded oats after dinner
0: Right, right right i like
1: to have options and not feel like I'm like counting my calories down through the day. And I also don't want to count my calories, not because I don't think it's beneficial, but I've been there, done that. I think if you haven't done it, it's always good to go through like, you know, a macronutrient profile and like track your food so that you understand what, you know, 30 grams of protein looks like in food. What, Mm -hmm. what's a carb? what's a fat. But ultimately you should get yourself to the point of eating intuitively and And not stressing about it but just knowing what works for you and that's when i come back to like you know i was talking about the pillars for success the pillars that help me stay healthy Mm -hmm. to keep my disease in remission and those would be my nutrition whether it's fasting i don't eat gluten i don't eat dairy um refined sugars i got to be very careful with because with ulcerative colitis a lot of inflammation comes from it and it's also your calorie level too that can affect a lot of your body's Uh, response and the way that you think the way that you feel the way you recover and then like I said it it affects your your mood it affects your energy it will affect your sleep so all of these pillars that I've created for myself Mm -hmm. make things easier for me but it took me a long time to come to that and it actually kind of took like I said like prehab or rehab right I kind of had to build these out of rehab because they're like you're sick here's your medication. I'm like not a medication type of guy. So I just ended up coming up with, I just put myself into the books. Like how can I fight this? I already knew a lot about ketosis and you know what calorie deficits can do for inflammation and they can really reduce it. So I did a lot of just coming up with my own plans. I had to go through really hard phases of, of dieting and, and like you know supplementation protocols but in the end now it's easy I know if what I need to do if I'm you know feeling some symptoms if I want to get more out of my body so but everybody's different and you know we help people figure that out and it, it's a journey right like you're gonna have to go through the trials and tribulations to really know what works for you
0: right and I think I mean you have certainly have I've, I've tried a lot of the different whether you want to call them diets or not, but the ketosis and, you know, low carbs, high carbs, yeah, carb cycling, gonna... like, high fat. Like, I've, I've literally probably tried it all, and it's a lot of trial and error, and you kind of just, like, like wean it down to almost, like, an exact science for your own body and what you're looking for yeah, and stuff for like that. Yeah, for
1: your body, for, you know, the, the way that you want to think, <laughs> for the things you have to do, for your family, you know, for your social life, stuff like that. There's so many factors that come into, like creating the pillars for success. Um, I think a lot of it just starts with, you know, self auditing yourself. If right. you don't feel good, if you're, you're not happy with the way that you feel on a daily basis, you know, with uh, the way that you look, then you need to really look at what you're doing and cut away the, the, the things that are pulling you back into these cycles that are taking away from the way you want to feel. Right. Right. So it's like, yeah, I think that everybody needs to to do those trial and errors to see what what works, right? Because you know, ketosis did work for me for a while. Like doing, I never really did a keto diet, but I know that like low carb is really good for my brain. But it's mm-hmm. it really depends on your goals. Like, I remember, you know, yeah, the
0: low carb worked well for me for like two three weeks. I was like shredded like very quickly, it seemed, and stuff like that. But I, you know, I just didn't keep it up. It was a little. Yeah, you want to and you want to build muscle, right? And that's you want to too, gain so strength, right. so like
1: a balanced diet approach would be better for you and right. the majority of the year I'm balanced diet. I'm eating my carbohydrates. I eat a lot of them too. You um, eat a
0: crazy amount of carbs, I would say, relative to what people might think would be enough, like too many carbs in your diet.
1: Yeah, I can handle a lot of carbs. Yeah, I yeah. can also thrive off none. Yeah. Um, it really depends like when I'm on a low carb cycle, it's right. it, my whole outlook there is longevity-based. It's on health. It's not on building muscle. It's more so about making myself feel better, whether it's my mental outlook on a daily basis or the energy I need because I'm working long hours. Right. Whatever it is, those everything that I do is for my own reason. So when people ask me what I do, I explain to them, but everybody has their own reason why they're doing something. Mm -hmm. And that ultimately is going to bend, you know, the road for them one way or another. And that's going to be kind of the main driver in what your plan looks like. Right. Right. Ultimately, I think everybody should have a plan. It doesn't need to be, like I said, like tedious counting calories and stuff, but it's like, if you fast all day and you're not prepared, you're most likely gonna reach for the wrong foods at night because you're so hungry. And a lot of people do that. They don't. They're not planning to fast, but they fast all day and then they go home and they binge out. Where
0: and just like throw it away at the end, like yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Where like all these benefits that you're getting from, you know, like people want to lose weight. A lot of people and they struggle, and then they're not prepared, they don't eat all day, and then they binge eat. So, like, there's all these cycles, and that's what I'm saying, that everybody needs to look at their own lifestyle. Right. And, like, they want it to look like this. Why does it look like this? Like, what's causing you to stay over here? Yeah. And what's going to propel you over here?
0: So, yeah, so you're eating your first meal maybe around noon, maybe even beyond that, and last meal around 8 o'clock, something like
1: that, right? Yeah, it really depends. It's all schedule-based, but, yeah, like – you know that would be like an intermittent fasting like 12 8 you'd end up with a 16 hour fast which is beneficial for a lot of people just schedule wise
0: me too so i do the intermittent fasting i don't eat till at least noon sometimes later last meal around eight o'clock but i'm not hungry in the morning i'm full of energy like i pretty much never feel tired throughout the day and like you said like instead of having small piece meals where like you can't get that like satisfaction you're having like maybe two or three bigger meals but like each meal you're you're full after like it feels good to eat that meal and you yeah. feel fine. You're not looking to like Especially
1: if yeah if you're eating the right food, right? Then you won't feel like weighed down after. Like you might eat and be like oh like I'm full like I'm satisfied, but two hours after you're not like yeah you're, slipping you're not, off the chair yeah, yeah. falling asleep right like yeah. you know that's why everybody needs to figure out what's works for them food wise and what their goals are because. I, you know, you watch people on social media and people are eating this way and people are like, oh, I want to eat like that. But like I said, it comes back to like, why are they eating like that? Majority of people want to build their body. So they're eating a certain way, they're meal prepping to do that. And it does work. Like if you're trying to build muscle, you're better to spread your protein out through the day and, you know if you're trying to burn fat same idea I find like you should focus on feeding the muscle but like I said there's so many other factors that are at play especially in our society right now and one of them being your immune system right mm-hmm. so I find fasting calorie deficits um, low carb cycles they really help to strengthen the immune system and longevity and healing so there's so many different ways like you know talk to me in six months from now i Probably yeah, be yeah. eating like a beast, like yeah. it all changes. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the thing. Like you want to try things for a certain period and then mix it up. And those are what I talked about the trials and tribulation. You want to figure things out, right. try new things, but it's always good to record just to know and be like, Oh, like when I did this, I felt amazing. This is what I was doing. This is how I was training. Right. Right.
0: So, okay. So then from a training perspective, let's talk, you know, lifting and, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, at the time we're filming this, gyms are closed right now. Another kind of lockdown. Uh, what are some things people can do around the house, or what are some tips that for someone who doesn't have a gym in their basement, but they they're an avid like they go to the gym all the time, and all of a sudden that got kind of taken from them?
1: Yeah, I mean, when it comes to training at home, there's so many factors. Like when I when we closed down the first time in March 2020, like we had a bunch of equipment that we sold and. You know, people were all over scrambling for equipment. Maybe it was to stay on the program they were on, or maybe they just thought they couldn't do it without it. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's something that a lot of people overlook is that, you know, your body and, you know, the positions that you train in, like you can train for a whole year without a piece of equipment and still make gains. If, If your goal is to gain muscle, it can still be done, but ultimately some people need to switch their mindset. If, if, you know, we get locked down, it's like, oh, like you can't unfortunately lift, you know, 300 pounds if you don't have it, but there is things that you can work on a daily basis, like your biomechanics, your positioning, um, your neurological efficiency. So the connection you have between your brain, your nervous system and your muscular system, fine tuning all of those things will actually help you know, create a stronger base, a better foundation so that when the gyms do open, you can go in there with better knowledge of and foundations of how to get more out of your body because a lot of people, you watch them move and you watch them lift and they're not lifting in the right way. So, but they're lifting in the way that they always have. So they're like, well, I'm strong in this way. But we're like, well, you're at, you have a ceiling that way because you're out of position, you're acting parts... Asking parts of your body to to work out of function. So eventually there's going to be some sort of breakdown in the kinetic chain. So basically, if you bring it back, reprogram yourself to move different, to move in the way that our bodies are meant to and to lift in that way, then you're taking that ceiling and bringing it up. So sometimes taking that step back, working on your biomechanics, your positioning, your form, and then going back into that phase will bring you further. Like I always do foundational work. I go into phases of it for a long period of time. I do it at the beginning of my workout to get my brain primed for the lift. It's always part of my regimen. Like, you know, on social media nowadays, people are doing the fancy drills, the smoke and mirror. They're trying to get the likes and the follows and that's great you know you want to catch people's attention but what a lot of people don't see on there is the stuff that you should be doing on a daily basis the mechanical stuff the activation stuff the mobility stuff like I do tons of ISO extreme so I hold positions for five minutes and when you're doing that a lot of crazy stuff happens it looks like nothing so I'm not gonna sit there and film a five-minute lunge hole because people are gonna be like the hell is this guy doing like this is boring as hell But until you do it and you see the translation over to, say, sport or just through, you know, functionality on a daily basis, like those are the most important exercises, not the ones where you're on a half ball doing ropes and juggling at the same time, which, you know, the fitness industry is becoming like this kind of sideshow where, you know, I shy away sometimes from posting because I'm like, I'm not going to record this workout because nobody cares to see this, but realistically, this is what people should be seeing: is the stuff that truly builds the foundation for you to be able to even do any of that crazy stuff. Right, right, right. Like people always look at like like uh, professional athletes, and they're like, "Oh, what do you do? What do you do?" Like if they were to explain to you the nitty-gritty of their day and how much they put into their recovery, into their body positioning people wouldn't care they would say but oh how do you do that one thing you know look at that cool thing you're doing and it's when it comes down to it it's like that would never be there if it wasn't for this like that's this much of it and then there's the whole like prehab side that i was talking about where it's like this is what's going to ultimately make you strong and balanced and
0: injury proof right and uh, i mean that's i I love the prehab rehab uh, analogy there and it's so true um you do see all the posts and it's just like like you said they're juggling stuff lit on fire and it's just for like just for the
1: yeah and i've been guilty of it too where i'm doing something that looks sick on the video and then after the video's off i'm like oh that didn't feel right you know what i mean where i think it's a lot of ego on instagram and stuff like that and it's good people are challenging themselves keeping people in like this realm of like you know wanting to always get better but i also think it steers people away from like the things that are truly important especially when it comes to like talking about longevity and like you know i want to work out until the day i die i want to be able to lift run and like i said i'm past the point of wanting to be this big bodybuilder it's more so like i just want to look good i want to feel good i want my brain to be functioning good and i want to be like gritty and I want to have like, like a strong mind above everything. Yeah. It would be my
0: guess that most people don't think like that. I mean, you've trained everyone from literally children to professional athletes, if I'm not mistaken. Right. So you have that range of, of who you've trained, but, um, I would imagine that most people, they're not really thinking like 10 years in the future. Am I still going to be able to run or lift or can I run when I'm 80 or something like that? Like, that seems to be your mindset, which is probably the way people should think.
1: It wasn't my mindset before. I used to just bang it out like all the, week, go play day. football. And, like, I thought. I think in my mind, I thought, if I keep lifting like this, one day my body's going to adapt and I'm going to be like Superman and none of this is going to yeah. matter. <laughs> but then I realized, no, like, you know, I have one spine. Yeah. Like, and it's, it can't take, like, squatting, heavy-ass weight three, four days a week. Like, right. I more so got to think about, like, the positions I'm in all day, the positions that are causing compensation factors, giving me aches and pains and I got to revert myself out of that. But like I said, like the the protocols that I use have I've learned over these last 15 years of training and I've cut away that it doesn't work. And I focus on the stuff that does. And a lot of it is your mind before anything, building that mental toughness and that grit and overcoming these positions or overcoming these movements that are super challenging because I think above everything that translates over to our everyday life best, especially as like an entrepreneur, you know, you deal with things that you were never expecting to deal with. The day just sometimes punches you in the face and tries to knock you on your ass. But I find that when I go to the gym and I push myself and I really push myself past the point of wanting to quit that it makes those, you know, those unplanned attacks and un- unplanned things that come through your day a lot easier to deal
0: with. hundred percent. I feel like that's definitely not talked about nearly as much as it should be. That's one of the huge factors that I work out all the time and that I'm, I'm also, I would consider myself fit, but it is because of those reasons, like almost the non-physical reasons, but the mental reasons and the dealing with challenges throughout the day and stuff like that. And that's something that probably should be or should be taught from like as you're a child all the way up. Right. It shouldn't just be physical fitness. Of course, it's good for the body, but it's great for the mind, too.
1: Yeah. And it teaches you to, to show up for yourself, mm-hmm. like to follow through on things that are important to you, even if they're hard, um, you know, gets you away from procrastinating. Right. Like but also I think it just like there's so many benefits from working out and just the way that you feel not only the grit that it can build so that you feel like you can handle more in your day to day but it also is you know a stress relief it's it creates happiness for a lot of people it's a community and you shed a lot of you know like emotions uh you shed a lot of toxins from your body but a lot of people don't have weights at home so they're not going to do what i'm talking about because they don't have the knowledge to do it also a lot of people are like well i'm gonna go work out in the basement and you go down and they got an unfinished basement and it's just no, not well, welcoming. it's, it's dark it's like a yeah, motivational place yeah. so that's where like you know the gyms and all that are so important that like people find this hub in this community where they can like really excel and push themselves and like i know so many people that have met through my place that are Friends Now lifelong friends that didn't know each other before. And it's funny. Sometimes I see them talking and I see them hanging out and I'm thinking like, oh, these people came to my gym as friends. And then, you know, it's just crazy.
0: Well, I reflect back on like in high school, weight training class, right? That was, uh, I think that was grade 11. It started, but that was not only one of the better classes because you're working out, but it's because of what you just said, the camaraderie and how good you felt working out the mental side of things, the physical side of things. Like, I feel like they should bring weight training class In elementary schools, and it should be like active. Like I guess they have gym class, but there should be some some weights and some physical challenging stuff, and it's it should be taught more than like you're not just trying to be a bodybuilder. And a lot of people, even maybe when we were in high school, like that was kind of oh I don't want to work out because I don't want to be a bodybuilder, and that was like the only avenue you would have. But the way you do it, it's the functional the functionality.
1: Yeah, even like calisthenics just moving your body. Like I forget what country it is, but. One of my clients was saying that, uh, you know, there's like mandatory calisthenics at the beginning of the day. They'd come on the PA and everybody would have to stand up and do like these marches and do their jumping jacks. And basically, it was like mandatory for these kids to move, not only because it's going to help them physically, but I'm sure that it helps them focus.
0: Totally. Like that should, teacher. that should it be That should be mandatory. Everybody,
1: right? It's like all these corporate wellness programs are to take away from illnesses like you know they have trainers come to their businesses and stuff to help people be healthier so that it costs them less on their benefits plan you know with medication and people taking time off because they're sick you know i remember thinking back to our weight training classes like i loved going there like you know we had a bunch of football guys but you also had the people that didn't want to do anything and you know they just wanted to be there for the credit and Mm -hmm. whatnot but I think that there needs to be some sort of like introduction of health and wellness into every system whether it's work or school because like that was a huge factor in me even going into this industry was you know weight training and football in high school and you know I brought something for us that uh it kind of ties that in right because we had a teacher that you know, um, he was a huge impact on my life and, and those weight training classes with him were like, you know, what really got me to start getting into fitness that, and like my brother was really into it, but I mean, not everybody is exposed to that. So not everybody has the ability to get moving and stuff like that.
0: Right. Let's actually, uh, let's see what you brought. Let's get into that. So, speaking of what you brought, um, for those listening, uh, we're wearing t shirts right now that say "Galoney Strong, uh, talking about weight training in Notre Dame and high school and that sort of stuff. We had a uh, just a mentor, just a, a great man, a leader uh, who coached us in football, uh, coached us in rugby, was the weight training kind of king and, and a great person. And he um, unfortunately passed away uh, not that long ago. So, just a little rest in peace to mr galoni yeah it was a uh,
1: quick little outfit change here and representing galoni and you know we talk about going back to high school and like that's how long ago you know we were impacted by mm-hmm. our teachers and our coaches and like it's it put us down a path of you know always wanted to take care of ourselves always wanted to be strong like he used to go in there and put the two plates on each side of the bar and just rep it out in front of us and make us just feel so weak. He (laughs) He was so strong too. But yeah, there's, but that's what I'm saying that, you know, for kids and stuff to not have those outlets to not be in person, like I still have teachers that come to my facility today and like they're still impacting me today with like the conversations I have and just to even see them, like it reiterates all the stuff that we went through with them All the practices we had, all the tough games, all, you know, those gritty workouts where we had to show up in the morning and run sprints or stay after and run sprints. And, you know, in Canada, you play football right into December and you start rugby in the winter. Like, so like all of these people that all these teachers and like they just impacted us so much. And, you know, Galoni was a huge fighter through his sickness and so wanted to bring you this shirt because I got them from you know Spadafore and a bunch of guys made them yeah. so and I know that uh, I want to see what you can uh, bench with that shirt on.
0: Too. I'll probably I'm probably at least 20% stronger right now. Um, so like 80% weaker than Galone. Yeah probably <laughs> still 300% weaker than, than Galone, but I still remember specific things that uh, that he told me. Uh, I remember how hard he, he pushed us on the field and and then just in the school too like he was such a positive role model you had so much respect for him. Um he was a he was a very good friend, but he, still that level of respect, like kind of teacher to student relationship. But he was uh he was the man. He he set the tone. Uh someone you always wanted to talk to and be around and stuff like that. So Yeah, it's like you
1: said, like, you know, we could all be in the gym working out together and like you forget that He's even a teacher because he just feels like a buddy, but like you have the utmost respect for him that he doesn't have to discipline us. He doesn't have to do this because we're like, yes, Mr. Yes, Mr. Galone. So like it's, you know, these people and, and being in in their presence and stuff like it, you take pieces of them and and you put them in yourself and you carry those along through your life. And like, you know, I work with people. And I think I got into the fitness industry because of like, just the vibe that we had in like high school training and in training with our buddies. And like, you know, you want to like impact people going forward, just like those people impacted us, our coaches and our teachers and stuff. Right. It's like like we're sitting here 20 years, literally 20 years later, I was going to say t t-shirt on that says Galoni strong because he was such a big impact on our lives. Yeah, totally. And I want to leave that print
0: on people too, right? All right. We've changed again. This is almost like uh, the Oscars. The, uh, yeah, the, that the outfit change. changes. Who, who, every... are, who are at best or something like that. Uh, so you are a brand ambassador for Under Armour. I wanted to bring... Well, this is mine. That one's yours. But what, are we, what do I have here? This is the, the Rock... Project Rock 3s. Project Rock 3s.
1: You asked me a while ago you needed a new shoe and I said, you know, if you're weightlifting, like the rock stuff is the best for that. Super supportive. Like, I love all the the training shoes from Under Armour. They use this tri technology here. It's super stable. These ones are very much like a weight training shoe where you'd see like, you know, the slant for like squats and stuff like that. A big heel on it, but then they have just like the fabric here which is actually quite supportive but it allows you to do a lot of like cross training them as well and like i said these are the project rock threes i brought the project rock fours as well and then you know i also have a pair of project rock twos and i think the fours are the best because it's like they've taken the best parts of the two and the three and they've combine them to make this like ultimate training shoe here it has the the strap here for the support very similar base tri base where it has the angle on it so these ones are my favorite training shoe now i find they're so sturdy and stable and then these were the ones that i loved right. before right. i have multiple pairs of each and you know like i said i've, I've been working with under armor now probably for in the summer this year, it'll be two years. Uh, it's funny because before that I'd work out and, you know, I'd be wearing sweatshorts and no shoes half the time or converse. And you don't really know because I didn't wear them, but like I have such an appreciation for this gear now and, and all the the thought that goes into the technology and constantly getting better so that you can get better a lot of their stuff is you know that's their whole premise is that like you know you're giving out this gear is going to give back to you a lot of like infrared technology to help you recycle energy and stuff like that so it's been a real treat working with under armor because they send us tons of gear to try out for them to bring brand awareness to them post it through our socials and stuff like that um you know i haven't had the best like i know with COVID and stuff like they would do a lot more team building and stuff like that. So we're missing out on a bit of it, but for what it's been, it's, it's been a really good journey with them. And like I said, their gear is amazing. So if you haven't had a chance to, to grab their shoes, I would definitely recommend, especially the project rock stuff for people weight training, but under armor and project rock are obviously aligned, but under armor also has tons of training shoes, running shoes. I mean, I wear their shoes all day at work because just the support on your feet, which gives you support in your hips, your knees, your back, your neck. Right? It's, it's if one place is hurting, it's gonna create a whole line of dysfunction.
0: Right. And like I've worked out always with Nikes or something like that, and, and they were great. Nothing wrong with that. But this shoe is literally the best shoe I've ever worked out with. Like I, I won't switch to, I don't think another brand or another type. So they're they yeah. literally do make a difference. Like a yeah, big difference.
1: Like I said, I really like the like I love the Project Rock Threes, and then. When these ones came out, I got a pair of them, and honestly, they're my go-to right now for training shoes. Um, and I love the prod. I love, you know, we were wrestling fans growing yeah, up, so sure. to <laughs> be able to wear the Rock's gear is is
0: something else. Not gonna like, lie, I'm pretty pumped about that too. I don't yeah. know if these would fly with with a suit and tie, but maybe. Maybe they would actually. They come in black. They come in black. Oh, you would be able to sneak them in there like oh, we did awesome.
1: back at Notre Dame, yeah, right? Yeah, there We'd there be wearing go. running shoes <laughs> as dress shoes. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, it's go. it's great to like see somebody like The Rock who is, you know, just a wrestler when you we were as a kid do so many crazy things now. So I feel like when you put on a shoe, you're not only getting these six shoes, but you're getting like...
0: You're 10% stronger yeah, and yeah. more yeah. agile instantly. I, I did know. notice you brought a bunch of stuff too. What do we have here? Yeah, yeah I'm also...
1: Uh, brand ambassador for rain their energy drinks um, you know normally when you think of energy drink you think like sugar-related it's you know full of can't even pronounce but the reason I like this company is it's very similar to a pre-workout I mean it just has caffeine BCA's vitamin B CoQ10 so it's a line for people that are healthy people that you know just want that extra mental boost So that's why it was a no brainer when I connected with rain to go forward with the ambassador and, you know, I have a fridge at my gym and we give it out to all my clients and they love it. And, you know, we do rain Saturdays there where everybody in the group has a rain. So it's, it's just become kind of another thing to add to the community that strengthens us and something that brings us together. Right. So that's what I really like about these is, you know, that, I have the opportunity to work with them, have the opportunity to, you know, create brand awareness for them, but it also uh, brings more to my business too, right? And I think that's the great thing about social media now is that you align with other companies and you're able to network. So, you know, like I said, this is more on the lines of a pre-workout than something that's going to be hampering your health. They're sugar-free, they taste amazing. I mean, i drink this all day. If if they made decaf (laughs) ones, I literally would drink them all day.
0: So Raleigh Beauchamp, thank you for coming. Season one, episode one, mic check one, two, one, two. I sincerely appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for
1: having me. Honestly, it's been great just a chit chat. So I got to get in that bench off to see who's uh, Galoni strong. We'll we'll get
0: the bench off going now. Uh, Let's get into it. Thanks again for coming, brother. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening. I sincerely appreciate it. It looks like your coffee's getting a little cold. You might want to go heat it up.